Aleluya. Praise the Lord. So if you know anything about me, y'all know that normally on Christmas I try not to preach a Christmas message because I know that's what the people are going to expect. So I say I'm going to flip it around. I'm going to actually preach a Christmas message to keep y'all off guard. Amen. Amen. And so on this Sunday, I will be in Luke, the second chapter. Amen. And I'm going to start again at the seventh verse. Um, and I, I really don't have a title, but I do want to tell y'all the thing that stood, stuck with me, um, that stuck with me in my preparation were the shepherds in the countryside. Amen. Keeping watch over their flock. Amen. The, the night um, that it was announced that Jesus was born. Amen. So y'all can remain seated. Amen. So I start at the seventh verse because it's a story. If you've been in church at any at all, you know the story. You know they went to Bethlehem. You know they were going from end to end that they could not find any room. Amen. And they ended up going to a, a stable, and Mary ended up giving birth to Jesus in that stable. She ended up putting him in a manger in that seventh verse. And I always think about, you know, um, during this time of year when we're giving presents and we're doing all of these things, and I, I think about, you know, just the person of Jesus even though he's king of kings, it, it often seems like he has nothing. And none of us were born in no, in no stable or placed in a manger or spent our first night on earth in a room full of animals or had to walk miles to play. You know, like just all of the things that he went through. And then shortly after that, then this man is going, his parents going to have to go on the run because the king is trying to kill all of the newborn babies, right? And so I think, I really do think that we take this time of year for granted. You know, my wife and I, every year we talk about how we're going to cut back and scale back and the real reason for the season. And then we find ourselves doing the same old thing, the same old presence, spending the same old money, the same old thing. Amen. But we have to keep in mind why we are really celebrating this time of year. And that's so hard to do when it seems like we're surrounded by all of the stuff, all of the commercials, all of the sales, right? It becomes so hard to do. And so if I had to give this message a title, Amen. The title would just be to keep watch. Keep watch. Amen. So I pick up in the eighth verse and it says, and there were in that same country shepherds abiding, right? A couple of Sundays ago, we had a, we had a sermon entitled Abide. And God told us to abide in him. So this same night there were shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And I'm stressing that because y'all need to understand that even on quote-unquote Christmas night, the work doesn't stop. 
even during this time where we dress up and we passing around presents, the work doesn't stop. What you mean the work? The work to save souls. The work to tell people about Jesus. Right? The work to be delivered from our sins. The work doesn't stop. And a lot of times I it's some I don't I don't know how. Well, I do know how it's sin, but how is it so easy for us to detach away from the purpose of him actually being born and make it about everything else? Amen. So that eighth verse tells us that they were in the field. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. And sometimes, y'all, I feel as a pastor, I feel I'm doing just that or that's 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 what I try to do. I try to stay in the field and just keep watch. And y'all, just just like Deacon was saying, you know, the shepherd has to stay in the field and the shepherd has to keep watch because I guarantee you, Satan don't stop because it's Christmas time. Life does not stop because it's Christmas time. Tragedy does not stop because it's Christmas time. Pain and suffering does not stop because it's Christmas time. What Christmas time does, it provides an answer to all of those things. In the form of a little baby being wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a manger. But that answer means nothing to you if you don't believe it. If you don't believe that he came for that purpose, then that means nothing to you. Christmas Day really don't mean nothing to you if you don't believe that. And so the ninth verse says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. How many of y'all think about Christmas Day and get scared? How many of y'all think about Christmas and get scared because the glory of the Lord is in the room? Christmas Day is supposed to bring a sense of awe. Y'all know what awe is like, that, that, that jaw-dropping thing. It's supposed to bring a sense of awe. It's supposed to bring a sense of wonder. It's supposed to bring a sense of glory. When God shows up in the room, and we've lost that, just the fact that we have to come in this building and, and we got the music on and we don't, we can't, we trying to decide whether we want to praise him or not. We trying to decide whether we comfortable or not. We trying to decide whether what somebody going to think or not, right? Where's the sense of awe? Where's the sense of glory? The words say the angel appeared to them and they became afraid. And the only way that they were not afraid was because the angel had to tell them in the 10th verse, the angel says, fear not. For behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy. Right? Which shall be to all people. He didn't say some people. He said, all people, how many of y'all woke up this morning, said, I'm getting ready to go to church, right? And I'm getting ready to experience great awe. I'm getting ready to experience one. That's what I'm celebrating this morning. I'm waking up this morning and I'm getting ready to celebrate the birth of God. I'm getting ready to sing the reason that I can still be here, right? In the midst of all I'm going through, I'm getting ready to celebrate. Amen. The good news of Jesus. Right? And not only am I getting ready to celebrate, it ain't just for me. It's for all people. 
It's for my mama. It's for my daddy. It's for my children. Y'all ain't wake up like that this morning. Y'all woke up trying to figure whether you were going to open your presents before or after change. <laughs> Y'all woke up trying to think about is dinner going to be at 2 or is it going to be at 5? Right? The angel told me, says, fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy for which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Some of y'all, that don't mean nothing. Do you need a Savior? If you feel like you need a Savior, this is a great day to rejoice. Your Savior was born. Right? And I'm not crazy. We don't know whether it was actually December 25th or not. We just know that it's this season. And I think that's even better because that means you don't have to just do it on today. You can do it for the whole month of December, January, and maybe a little bit of February. They just know it was cold. So that means you don't have to celebrate the birth of your Savior on just one day. But that's what we do. We open those presents that one day and just just like little kids, right? You get that brand new truck, that brand new whatever. I don't know what kids play with it. That brand new game. And next week, the game is old. I don't even like that no more. The game yes. old. Yes. It loses. It loses its wonder. But I thank God for Jesus because he is for every day of the year. The love that y'all show to your family, everybody coming around and, and hugging and kissing. And I love, keep that same energy in June when your mama needs you. Right? I ain't gonna even get on, I ain't gonna even get on Christmas and Easter Day attendance, right? Keep that same energy in June. Keep the same energy in June. I'm going to celebrate the Lord. Because unto us today, a Savior which is Christ the Lord. In the glory that was showing, the star, now we know the story, we see that we know that it was a star in the sky. Then the 12th verse tells us, and this shall be a sign unto us. Right? You shall find this babe wrapped in swaddling and clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace and goodwill towards men. Y'all, when Jesus enters your life, everything changes. The whole earth, everything testifies. Everything testifies to his goodness. Some of us even came in here today in the wrong attitude, with the wrong attitude, with the wrong spirit. And the only reason I'm the only reason I'm saying this is because. It reveals the character of our heart. Now, when it's your birthday, right? When it's your birthday, right? You sending out the cash out. Right? You want to get phone calls. And if somebody don't call you, then they don't love you. But on his birthday, it's okay to have the wrong attitude. Why do we, you know, why, why, 
Why make a big deal? Why make a big deal out of this? Because if he had not been born, come on now. If he had not been born, then he would not have died. And he would not have died. He would not have rose. So what does that mean for us? That means if he did not come to save us, then where would we be? Right? All your birthdays don't matter if not for his birthday. His birthday puts your birthday in perspective. Ain't no getting born again. That's the birthday that counts. Ain't no getting born again. If his birthday does not occur. That 14th verse says glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill towards men. I'm not crazy enough to think that on this this one day, right? We walk outside and all sin stops. But when Jesus enters your life, a peace that surpasses our understanding also enters your life. We got to stop thinking that everything is going to be perfect by our standard and get our life in line with God's standard. He makes everything all right. Right? Whether you receive it or not, whether you believe it or not, today, and, and, and every day before this and every day after this, God is trying to bring peace to your situation. It doesn't always start out like the word tells us, right? He didn't come to bring peace, but he came to bring a sword. When you first give your life to the Lord, it's going to be a little rocky. When you first start trying to come to church and do what you're supposed to do and show up the Bible study and do, it's going to be a little rocky. The enemy is not going to stop. Just like I say, them shepherds, they had to stay in the field. They had to stay watching. They couldn't take a break. We love to take a break on our birthday. I ain't going to work today. I'm staying home. Right? It's going to be a little rocky when you first start. But the peace will come. And the 15th verse tells us that. And it came to pass that as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, and this is the application part. This is the peace that is for us. Once God reveals himself to us, once the angel says a savior has been born, good news, great good tidings, great joy. Once God introduces himself to us, here is our part. Here is how we participate. The word says that when the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us now go unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. They had a desire to say, God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to see this thing. This thing that you just gave life to, this thing that, that, is, that is coming to save me, I'm going to see this thing. Right? They were out in the field. They said, let's go to where Jesus is. God can't get some of us to get out of the bed. 
After all he's done for y'all, we want to celebrate, right? We want to celebrate after all he's done. Why does it take so much for us to move our feet to say, God, I'm going to go see this thing that you're trying to do. I'm going to participate in this. Because Jesus don't have, he don't bring no sense of awe. He doesn't bring a sense of wonder. We don't have no fear. We think that when we leave out of this building today, we promise to make it home to our family and go do what we want to do. Not so. Not so. We didn't come to church to be sad on Christmas. Y'all was sad when you came in. Don't try to put it on the word. I'm just calling it out. Thank you, Lord. And they came, and I'm almost done, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the same which was told them concerning the child. That's the 17th verse. 17 means victory. They say when they saw it, I believe that's what my deacon just did. I believe that's what Pastor T just did. When I went, when, when, as, as, as Deacon was talking and he was saying, you know, mama ain't there, past ain't there. I had to find the Lord for myself. I had to learn to pray for myself. That's what happens when you find the Lord for yourself. When you encounter that thing for yourself, that 17th verse says, and they made known abroad that same which was told to them concerning the child. You have to want you to, you start, I got to, I don't want, I don't like small talk. I struggle doing holiday. I'm going to hug. We're going to eat. We might play a little game. But I really want to talk about Jesus. I'm in my element right now. We can go home and we can open the presents and we can do all of that. But really, I'm thinking about how much money I spend and how, how could I have better used this money for the kingdom to do what I need to do with this church house and whatever God got next with ministry. That's, that's, that's really what's in my heart. But when you encounter that, 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 that Jesus, the word said they had to make known that unto us is, is the same that was told him. And the same that was told him was that 11th verse. For unto you born this day in the city of David, a savior. Can you imagine waiting two, three hundred years that you, they had been waiting for the Messiah. And then all of a sudden, He's here, right? And then the word says, and all they that heard it wondered at those things. There's that word wondered again. And all those that heard it wondered at those things which were told by them, which were told them by the shepherds. Listen to the 19th verse. It says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I'm telling y'all about Jesus on today. I'm telling y'all about Jesus on today. I need you to keep these things and ponder them in your heart. I need you to ask yourself, do I have a sense of wonder when it comes to Jesus? Does he, does, does thinking about Jesus make you feel anything? Does he make you feel anything? 
And I'm not just trying to say it's, it's all about a feeling, but some got the right. Some on the inside got a bubble to the outside. It got the right. What you believe got to carry over to what you do. If I told you I loved you and then I slapped you, you gonna that's not love, right? You can say that's not evidence of you loving me. You just abusing. So when when you say right, it's a love is an action thing. Loving Jesus, celebrating His birthday. You turn up for your friends. You get dressed up for your friend. You take pictures for your. What you gonna do for Jesus today? Have you even what? What y'all got Jesus today? Got wife and stuff. Got kids stuff they probably didn't deserve. What you got Jesus? What 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 offering? What you bring for him? You don't know, Pastor. What you praise, worship, adoration, thankfulness, gratefulness. It's one thing to hear about him, and it's another thing to hear, keep it, ponder, and then act on it. Amen. So as I close, I'm coming. I'm coming. So as I close with this 20th verse, the word says that as these shepherds, they heard from the angel, they were in, they were in awe of the glory of God. They shared the message. They went to where Jesus was. And then the 20th verse says, and then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they heard and seen as it was told to them. And I read that to y'all because one of the things we, we came to church, and I'm thankful, y'all. After all I said, I'm thankful that you made a decision to come to the house today. But when you walk out of the door, you need to take that same word and deliver it back and say they returned. Right? You need to take it back. And you need to glorify God. And you need to praise God. And you need to tell everything that was that you heard today. Because somebody didn't go to the house today. Somebody didn't make the decision to come to church today. You need to deliver unto them the same wonder and awe that was delivered to the shepherds on the day that Christ was born. That's the greatest gift. That's the greatest gift. Amen. Amen. Y'all come on and give the Lord.
would like to renew their relationship with the Lord today, 